Hello, and welcome to another Uncommon Council. I am one of your hosts, Ben Seidensticker. I'm here with Sam. Hey. Uh, Sam West there. And we are talking about another Madison Common Council meeting. So we had a bit of a break there, Sam. I, I think the elders went on spring break. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. There was a, it seemed like it was a late cancellation. So I, I think they just realized they're all on their vacations in Florida. Yeah. Texas. We had the, the sun shining in March. It was beautiful here in Madison. And then uh, it snowed. Uh, yes. And then it got ugly again, which is what it is. Did you, so Ben, you grew up in Texas and a lot of people go yes. to Texas for spring break. Did you, did you ever go anywhere for spring break or did you just stay in Texas? That is a good question. We, we would go to, um, one of the islands down there for spring break or that's what other people did. I, I don't think I ever did. We'd sometimes go to Galveston Island, which is a beach in the technical sense, but had a lot of rocks and <laughs> was kind of gross water from the Mississippi River uh, backwash or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, it, but it, it does the job of being in the sun. Yeah. Yeah, how about you? You grew up in Michigan, so y'all go places for spring break? We, so the most memorable spring break I had was... When my sister was a senior in high school, my parents let her pick a senior trip we went on for spring mm -hmm. break. So we went to New York. But what's really memorable about that trip was it was in April and two days before our spring break started, we got 20 something inches of snow. Yeah. So we got Thursday off the snow day. And then there was so much snow they canceled Friday. So we got two extra days of spring break. We went to New York and throughout the week it snowed 50 inches <laughs> in Marquette. And then we came back afterwards and left the recently warm New York to a very snowy upper peninsula. So you had to dodge all the snow. Yeah. Or a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I am fascinated by your parents having the trust in y'all to pick the place. Like, I just feel like that was never an option for me. That's, that's fun. Yeah. For us, it was, there was very much a contingent of people who kind of always planned the trip to cancun i think or somewhere uh -huh. in mexico we we never went on that trip we weren't we weren't in that cool enough to be in that ah uh, okay other people from school were doing that and yeah it was like yeah. it was all coordinated and we were we were the outsiders i see okay so. yeah well uh this time we are having our, our second winter so we're still locked in here from that and we're talking about the uh, March 29th Common Council meeting. So that was the first one after they canceled the mid-March one and had a good set of things to talk about. But we'll open things up by just the same way the Common Council meeting does, talking about some of the resolutions. So first one, Earth Day. Yeah, so big thing with this for folks at home, there is a suggested park cleanup coordinated day on April 23rd. So have you done one of those before, Sam? Not an official one. Mm -hmm. um, one of our mutual friends, yeah. Alex, coordinated a an impromptu Earth Day once. I feel like I was brought there under different pretenses or something. I, I feel like I didn't know that's what I was doing. 
Yes, I do. <laughs> but he had trash bags already. And so, so if you want to do the same thing, if you just have the trash bags and probably gloves for people and you want to invite your friends to, to something, you want to base your friendship on deception, you can do that on April 23rd. Yeah, if you say, I'm going to clean up this park, the city will gladly give you trash bags. Oh, okay, that's that's good. Where do they, how do you get those? Do we know that right now? I I think you just email people until you email starting from Satya and working your way down. Is that how you do it? That's probably the best one. Yeah. That's that's a recommended path. Satya will give you, she'll hook you up. If we can find one website link for you that will show you how to get free trash bags from the city to do a park cleanup, we will link you to that. If we can't find it, then assume it's impossible and you need to email Satya directly. <laughs> um, uh, related resolution we had world migratory bird day that was cool i did not know that was a day but yeah yeah um i wonder if this it's this time of year is this when they're supposed to be going back to the north i i would guess so um it was actually interesting i i was outside on wednesday or thursday whenever we had this big mm -hmm. snowfall and it was kind of jarring there are all these birds chirping and being out it's really like spring just everything is covered in snow. <laughs> the bird's like, we messed up. It was Chirp's cries for help. <laughs> Those birds are like your family from spring break. They're yeah. like, where did all this snow come from? It's spring break. I came back from Texas for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They went to visit me in Texas. Yep. Uh, I did. We did have some public commenters comment on this one to use it as like a stealth jab at a later agenda item did you notice that yeah i have a theory that all like opposition to development really just comes down to birds mm -hmm. so they were saying you know think of the birds and by the way birds are going to come up later in our the development. weird thing to me about your theory sam is that you're implying birds exist that's true that is a uh, some people think they they were replaced years ago was in the 70s <laughs> In the 70s? Uh, maybe. And they're always I, monitoring. Okay, so yeah, have you done, are you, do you have background on this? I, I know a little bit about the birds don't exist. Yeah? Theory. I mean, I want to know the little bit that you have, Sam, and the less substantiated it is, the better. The, uh, what, what do you know? Oh, I, I just, the the New York Times Daily had an interview mm -hmm. with the guy who started it. Yeah. Um, and I think he started it as like an anti-protest protest. So anti-protest protest, protest. Uh, people protesting like Black Lives Matter or uh, like... people protesting like like January 6th would be. Oh, example. that protest. OK, so he's anti-violent, radical yeah. like, election denying protests. I think it was specifically for like maybe like Charleston, but kind of like, OK, these extreme right wing protests and they would just go to these protests and be just as passionate as the protesters for something that's just completely ridiculous. So they're right next to Nazi person, but they're, it's like birds aren't real sign. Wait, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Got someone, it. you know, someone saying like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you going to say? What, what slogan are you going to say right now, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Some, uh, some crazy protests. Some crazy protests. Got it. <laughs> and then, and then you'll have these other just as passionate protesters that's kind of like mocking it or the satire, saying birds aren't real. You mm -hmm. know, the government took over the birds or just some crazy thing. So, 
I kind of like that. Yeah. But that I take it that got away from them. So uh, I think it's just grown. It's kind of become this little cult of, and like, apparently a lot of news organizations will interview the, the leader of it and they, everyone knows it's kind of a, a joke, but mm-hmm. he doesn't go out of character at all. Yeah. He just sticks the line. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, birds aren't real. Birds are not real. Yeah, uh, for some reason we still celebrate them migrating. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, next one, and we've actually missed it in our particular timeline already, Sam, but the next resolution was black woman heal day. So, um, like healing as in recovery, not, not like a, a shoe that is challenging to wear. Um, so black woman heal day was actually April 1st, 2022. Uh, so some of the things that they mentioned and they being the, the, uh, the, the women of who are people of color on the council of which we're lucky to have quite a few. They all did a coordinated reading of the resolution and were trading off different whereas statements to uh, chime in on that. Uh, Some of the things that they said there that really stood out to me. So one in four black girls will be sexually assaulted by the age of 18, which is definitely a higher rate than some of the other rates that I've heard for, for women as a whole. And so that was, that was sobering to to learn about and to, to hear um yeah so that is uh, a special day to to have that reminder for that that healing but we we have already missed it on our timeline mm-hmm. so um we are past that day right now um yeah so the final one fire chief davis retiring after 32 years wait he's retiring but you said fire chief davis <laughs> no, no, they didn't fire him. They, he's retiring. Oh. He's a, he was, uh, are, are you implying they forced him out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, would that be on your slogan? Fire Chief Davis. Fire. And then people lose track of what they're protesting for. Yeah, everyone's just like, fire, fire, fire. And then it's like, wait, no, no. fire. We like him. Chief we're, of the fire department. Yeah, we're cheering for him, not trying to fire him. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, they're 32 years. Have you done anything for 32 years, Sam? I haven't even been alive for 32 years. Same. I haven't done anything for 32 years. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, that's shocking to think about. If if you could do anything for 32 years, what would you like it to be? Assuming you could start now before you hit your expected lifespan, right? So Live 32 years would be a nice one. <laughs> All right, I... I've... <laughs> I have very encouraging statistical news for you, Sam. You're probably going to be all right on that front. Just got two years to go. One one year to go. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so something they brought up. So a lot of green programs that Fire Chief Davis oversaw. I think that's more just being the fire chief as the whole world woke up to that. But some really cool things. Madison apparently had the first electric fire engine. I didn't even know we... I have an electric fire engine. I didn't either. It, it made me start to like re- replay in my mind. Like I've seen all the fire engines go by. Is there one that looks a little more electric than the others? Like it's a little quieter. A little quieter. Maybe that's why you don't. <laughs> well, yeah, they're never quiet. Is the problem? <laughs> you don't see it because it just sneaks right past. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little stealthy with their siren going and everything. Uh, they had some. They did the CARES team, which we talked about a few times in the podcast. I think with some skepticism about the effectiveness, but no disagreement about the intent. I, I think it's overall been good. Okay. I, th- I think the question is, 
it, it's one of those things where they just want to scale up and mm-hmm. he's kind of pushed back and saying like i don't have the we don't need that capacity yet it's been kind of been his thing okay but yeah i should say i was i was somewhat skeptical about them connecting the re properly connecting the resources with that the needs on that front but. yeah because because he was the one who pushed back i think or i thought he pushed back at one point where they said you know take our money and he's like i can't use that money <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he got to speak a little bit here and he was saying, I'm not a politician <laughs> a lot, <laughs> which darn, I want more people who say they're not politicians. <laughs> yeah. And then they also uh, talked about the transition to, uh, I don't know exactly how to pronounce this PFAS free fighting foam. Do you know what PFAS is, Sam? I have no clue. Is it PFAS or is it PFOS? PFOS. Um, depends on if you're from Great Britain or not. <laughs> I, uh, I don't I, I don't know. I like PFOS, though. PFOS sounds good. Um, that that makes me... I'm getting flashbacks to T-Fogs now, though. Um, but PFOS... We'll say PFOS, okay? And we're actually going to learn what that is today, Sam. We're going to learn many versions of what that is. Because we're going to transition into our wrong answers only segment for PFOS. So... PFAS spelled P-F-A-S, presumably an acronym. What does that mean, Sam? Uh, it's when you have to pee really fast, and you have to pee so fast you can't even pronounce the T. You can't be bothered to have these like aspirated consonants at all. It's like, hurry, I gotta yeah. run and I got a PFAS. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, and uh, so actually, Sam, that that's, uh, you know, very compelling, but PFAS actually means it's pretty free anticoagulatory serums is what it means. So uh, it's it's when you're they're mostly free uh, little pills that you take to prevent yourself from coagulating, which has to do with blood somehow. That's what that is. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that's that's not quite what it is. It's actually. PFOS is plenty friends entering serendipity doodahs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, like, it's like you pick up the phone and somebody's singing a serendipity doodah to you. Yeah. Like, like what's a? Can you give an example of a serendipity doodah? It's it's actually like plenty of friends though, so it's more of a choir. Oh, so it's yeah. kind of like, you know, so they ring your doorbell, it's a bunch of friends there, and they'll do a little serendipity doodah. So you. as I answer the door and I'm like, oh, wow, there's so such a plentiful amount of you. Yeah, what, what, so what do you sing? What do you sing? Serendipity doodah, serendipity doodah day. <laughs> uh, that would make me feel a lot better if I answered the door then. I would be much more likely to take my, down my notes to listening sign for sure. <laughs> uh, but, well, as fun as that sounds, Sam, PFAS actually stands for um penitent uh freedom fighters are short so yeah, that makes sense yeah they the 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 freedom fighters that uh that feel bad about what they've done and have like some some conflict about what they've done they, they still feel passionate about their cause but they have some internal conflict which is makes it interesting to write stories and tv shows about them but those penitent freedom fighters they are short and it's it's a budget thing. It really is. It just helps. If you're short, you can you know transition the genre very easily into like a Hobbit type situation or into space. Where frankly, like if you're tall, I got bad news for you. You're not transitioning into space well. You're not an efficient user of resources. So 
penitent freedom fighters are always short. Are you saying there is a, you must be this small to go on the spaceship? On the, the SpaceX rocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. If you're over six foot, you're not going to Mars. We don't have the storage for that food. I think that is true. Yeah, that's that's what I that's going to be the policy. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, actually, Ben, it stands for parchment fences, angling Did you go into parcel tongue there, Sam? A little bit. Yeah, a little. Yeah, snakes, snakes, snakes. No, I, I. I think your your astronaut not short maybe the the winner in this one Ben. <laughs> okay. Yay! Uh, yeah, we haven't figured out the best way to figure out who to determine the winner when it's the two of us playing. Uh, the cats um, are terrible judges. Uh, the cats they're not terrible at judging; they're terrible at sharing their judgments. Um, but yes, they they're very good at judging. Uh, but what uh, what the internet thinks PFAS is specifically pfosfree.org.uk also .uk meaning PFAS not PFAS <laughs> yes, that is that has clarified the pronunciation for us we must be PFAS <laughs> um uh yeah so PFAS it is short for polyfluorinated alkyl substances uh, so they're also termed forever chemicals. Uh, I watched a John Oliver bit about some of these, like including Teflon is a big one that was highly pushed in the 50s, 60s. Is like, it's this new fancy chemical that is permanent or whatever. And it is very permanent. So in the environment, which is bad. And a lot of these chemicals, that's the problem. They just don't break down uh, because we've artificially made them. So there's nothing that breaks them down. And they have identified a lot of problems that come from them, slash, even if they haven't identified problems, it's hard to prove that we don't. And if we have screwed up, we don't have a good way to hit control Z on that. So there's a, a big push to pump the brakes on adding more of these PFAS chemicals into our products and implicitly then letting them get into the environment. Hmm. So uh, going back to chief davis we had to uh get pfos free firefighting foam that was one thing that chief davis did oh interesting yeah so pretty cool all right uh we are going to move on to our next segment there and we're going to talk about city resources uh this uh episode city resource is how to apply for committees we're going to link you to a a page that shows you the overall steps of how to apply for a committee. It's fairly straightforward. You identify a committee with a vacancy. You uh, fill out an application using your fancy schmancy Microsoft Word. You email that to a certain address, and then they will consider your application at the time. They will also keep your application on file. So if more vacancies appear in the future, they will hit you up. Uh, presumably you can apply to as many committees as you're interested in and have the availability to join. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to actually jump over to that list of committees right now and just scan through what they have. So they do have a list of current vacancies. You can see how many people are on, on, on each of these committees and how many vacancies they have. Uh, looks like the... 
Task Force on the Structure of Government, the T-Fogs, uh, also known as the Tree Frogs Task Force, <laughs> uh, they have five members right now and two vacancies. So I, I don't know the qualifications necessary to join that task force, but they have vacancies. So you could at least make them send you a rejection email, which is, um, you know, one way to enjoy life. Got to shoot your shot. Got to shoot your shot. Uh, the Alcohol License Review Committee is the one of the biggest ones that I'm seeing here. How many, do they have any vacancies? They do have two vacancies. That's if you want to get into the drama of... The hottest drama in the city, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's the biggest stick the city has for trying to get people to comply with things. Yeah. If you don't do this, we'll take away your alcohol license. Right. And I was trying to figure out which one's the biggest. Uh, and it is the Common Council, which has no vacancies, presumably because it's an elected body. So I don't know if they filtered this list to exclude elected bodies. Maybe some of these are appointee only or elected only. So um, that would be good feedback for them if you discover that in your process here. Because uh, I'm like, I know there aren't any vacancies. They elect those. It has 21 members, 20 elected plus the mayor. Uh, so, yeah. I wonder, there is a way, if an alder steps down midterm, I think mm -hmm. you can get an alternate without an election. So I wonder if that's They get to I, choose their person? Yeah, it, it happened for my old district, District 13. Okay. Before um, Alder Evers was there, we had a temporary guy. He was pretty good, but there was no voting for him. Yeah, <laughs> that is the hard part. So I'm just scanning through and looking at, there's a lot of committees. I think it's interesting just to see all in one place the committees that the city has. Uh, there's a Madison Arts Commission. I'm somewhat interested myself in that. There is a Food Policy Council with vacancies. There's a Public Market Development Committee. There's a Warner Park Community Recreation Center Advisory Subcommittee. Whew. Vending Oversight Committee. That sounds interesting. I would love to weigh in on what they're allowed to put in those vending machines. I don't know if that's actually what it is. It's probably now that I'm saying it out loud, it's like food carts and things like that. I'm sure. What are you? Do that you... makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're willing to blindly speculate with me. Great. Thank you, Sam. Um, Public Safety Review Committee. They have a vacancy. Uh, what what really I'm bothered by, the Zoo Commission for Henry Vilas has two people on it. And no vacancies. No vacancies. They're just shooting for two. That's just having a coffee date with your friend on a regular basis. That's what that is, really. Like, I feel like you can't meet with open meetings laws. You can, you can never meet with that friend and talk about public or official business. Oh, so you shouldn't join any of these with your friend. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, you just can't, you need to not talk about business. Interesting. Madison Watchdog will report you. Right. Well, uh, that was a short overview. We will link out to that, again, those instructions on how to apply for a committee. That's a great way to start to get involved in city government and policy there without necessarily going through a huge election. All right. And then the last thing, I'll actually kick it over to you, Sam. I think you were looking at the silent but deadly list. So the silent but deadly, these are the things that went through on the consent agenda. They're silent because we don't necessarily talk about them if they're on the consent agenda. It's it's assumed, oh, we're just taking the recommended action on those. So what did you see there? So Satya, in the beginning of this meeting, they've implemented a policy of, uh, at the beginning, trying to express, you know, mm -hmm. have assume good intent, don't yeah. use profanity, 
And a lot of this was in response to Alder Skidmore. I think it was last year. Uh, uh-huh. where he called a member of the public a something he should not have called a member of the public. Yeah, a very elaborate Scottish vocabulary word or something, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so that wasn't good. So they yeah. tried to emphasize this at the beginning of their meetings. Well, after the race card thing a couple weeks ago, Sat- or months ago, Satya kind of was a little more deliberate today and mm-hmm. saying, you know, don't assume good intent. Make sure you're talking to the chair. You're not talking to the members of your public. And it, it stuck out to me. Uh, but in the silent but deadly, they also passed a prohibited harassment and or discrimination policy. Um, and so it's more of a thing of just trying to reinforce these these things. But it, it mm-hmm. it's kind of just more of, by the way, here are the rules. <laughs> this was always the rule. <laughs> to not be a jerk. Yeah. Try to be respectful. Don't call out other people individually. Assume good intent. Um, so that was something that passed, which I thought was interesting. But I'm hoping there's not another, uh, a third level to this, you know? As a, like, more rules or? Yeah, it's like kind of, hey, guys, let's not do this again. Right. So. Um, <laughs> you better watch out. I will verbally reprimand you one more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it This one did feel like a call out for some of the behavior from a few meetings ago. Yeah, and it's just kind of they expect all common council members, uh, city employees, and public to be respectful, discuss in an equitable manner, um, try to avoid discrimination, harassment, retaliation, hazing. I wonder. Hazing, hazing yeah. Hazing is called out specifically. Yeah, do we have any hazing policies for uncommon council as we introduce new guests? <laughs> have we, have we, or I mean, by hazing policies, I'm, I don't mean anti-hazing. I mean, what, what are our hazing practices? How do we reinforce our history and make them understand how great people we are? <laughs> we'll have to think about that. We, yeah, we've, we've discussed having a future guest. Yes. So, so. we'll just think about that. How do we, how can we move these values forward in our, our guests? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are the uncommon council values that we want to reinforce and how does duct tape, shaving cream and uh, yeah, and other tools help with that? Yeah. Copious amounts of alcohol. Lots of alcohol. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, maybe coffee. Maybe coffee. There's usually that substantial could be, that could be hazing to be. Oh, you need to bring coffee? Yeah. Yeah. That's that seems like a good one. Yeah. And then they, they're not arriving empty handed. Do I don't I never like to arrive empty handed someplace. Mm-hmm. So. We'll let them know. Uh, well, uh, I think that brings our first half to a close. We're going to take a short break and then return with some of the uh, public commentary items. And we are back from our break and we have plotted out some very effective hazing techniques. Um, so that, that's really how I used my break, just <laughs> plotting out what I could do. Uh, I have access to a lot of very aggressive cats, so that that does provide quite a few options there. Do we need to whiteboard this? Maybe make a scrum diagram <laughs> of our tasks? I would like a, a scrum board for all of this, and we could do stand-up meetings to talk about, you know, I, I think we'll need multiple hazing projects in the works because, honestly, after somebody has one hazing procedure done to them, they, you know, they, they don't tend to respect the job anymore, and so then they need to have others yes. provided them to. Yes. Yeah. It's hazing should not be a, a one and done thing. It is a constant iterative process where you make people feel 
undervalued, um, alienated within their group, all those goals that we all know about. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, uh, just getting to some of the public discussion topics from the meeting this week, we have the Oscar Mayer special. Okay, I'm going to do that over because I think I just pronounced it wrong because I spelled it wrong. Uh, I spelled it with two E's. It's an A and an E, but it is the Oscar Mayer special area plan that was uh, being uh, discussed a little bit today. And so is this the, the plan to get all the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobiles, just kind of make a community space for them in the yeah Oscar yeah a little reserve, reserve for yeah. a, a nature reserve for all the Oscar Mayer mobiles. Fun fun fact, they have a summer internship to drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener yeah. mobiles. Yeah, so you can do that for your summer job internship. Wow, you get to take pictures with so many strangers. Missed opportunity to not apply for that when I was a college student. Mm hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wonder if that comes with any special skills. Like you get a new like class C license or something like that. Yeah. But oh. that is not what this was about. Surprisingly, that is not what this is about. Uh, so we we're taking that old Oscar Mayer factory industrial area and they are laying out plans to, or they've already created a plan to develop it. People were taking, taking, uh, uh, I'm going to say taking conflict, but taking opposition to, uh, I don't know. They, they were upset about some roads that are projected. So they don't exist yet. They're not under construction yet, but they didn't like that the roads were a bit close to some of the trees. Yeah. Some of the, yeah, some of the planned roads mm -hmm. could potentially go there. Yeah. And, and Sam, I think you had some background on the discussion around this from back in the day. Yeah. So this, this was a big discussion. It's June or July, 2020. Okay. Um, it was a 3 a.m. Summer 2020. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. A 3 a.m. compromise. Wow. Yeah. So it, essentially there's a 30 acre section of land. Mm -hmm. um, and some of it is a parking lot. Some of it is an old manufacturing plant or part of the Oscar Mayer plant. Yeah. And some of it is uh, a wetland. And so initially they were proposing doing something like, I think it was 25 acres of development. So housing apartments. Yeah. And five acres of preserving the wetlands. Uh, okay. And at about midnight, Alder and Boss proposed, let's do the inverse of that. 25 acres. Just to mix it up. Of wetlands <laughs> and five acres of development. And this was a long discussion. <laughs> and it got vetoed. Okay. So then he says, okay, well, I've got a new proposal. Let's do six acres of development and 24 acres of uh, wetlands. And this uh, so for me, because I'm I'm a very visual person, and I'm trying to hear what you're saying. He's just walking it back, like he's just incrementing by one to figure out where their moment, this their, pretty much their happened, line is. This okay. happened for like three hours. <laughs> is this your card? Oh, oops! Uh, uh, is this your card? <laughs> is it? And then, so that's how they got to 16, 14, 16 acres of natural area, fourteen acres of development. <laughs> so wait, did they actually have like ten votes? Is that what they did? He got enough votes, yeah. But it was just but like, like ten to, to to get from six to sixteen. It, I, I think it was like four. Okay, but it, yeah, it was really just like <laughs> what? Like every vote, people were like, "I'm so tired, I'm so tired," and they just kept walking it back slowly, slowly, slowly. Oh wow, I'm learning so much about how to get things done in the city. So that's good. Yeah, so that was like. 
it was it was interesting to listen to because i've never seen i mean it worked but you physically wear people down where they don't they can't resist your arguments anymore because they no longer have the energy yeah it's amazing so uh yeah it was a good good maneuver by older boss yeah yeah (laughs) good power move on your side of the argument yeah okay I mean, uh, I, I laugh just because I think the way it played out is interesting. I don't know that I necessarily have much of a uh, a horse in the race. Like, I, I do want to protect wetlands. I'm just not sure that, like, the wetlands that are currently abutting a giant industrial area are the ones that we have to draw a line on. But Yeah, and it's, it's also kind of funny because um, I think one of the people commented, what was the parking lot quote? Oh yeah, uh, it was in the public comment. It was written in there, uh, so they were quoting the song like, "We don't want to." It was just done very dramatically. We don't want to pave paradise and put up a parking lot. But so. it is a parking lot right now. <laughs> the Oscar Meyer factory is definitely a parking lot. So, the, look, Sam, we don't want to pave parking. We don't want to unpave parking lots and put up a paradise. Okay, that's that's not what we're doing. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that was part of the the debate because you know they wanted all this land to yeah. be a natural reserve but it's about half it is a parking lot <laughs> right the only option we have to keep as a natural reserve is what is already a natural reserve yeah so. yeah um which I, yeah i think if they want to do that that's fair so but the actual the point of contention here and it's always used as an excuse for people to bring up their old uh grievances but is those proposed roadways, which aren't necessarily planned and would only be implemented if the density reaches a point where they felt the they were justified for the traffic flow of the area, right? Yeah. Those were too close to some trees right now. Were they actually going to go over trees or just be so close that people were worried they'd get like bulldozed in the process? Or I think there's a few things. So one yeah. is, um, I think some of the public comments said, well, one is the concern of in... The summer of 2020, the council said there will be 16 acres, but if you put these roads up there, it would make it more like 14 acres. And so okay. I think that was one contention where they said... They kind of lose a couple acres in the process. Yeah, yeah we don't want to lose our acres. Right. We voted very carefully and mindfully for that 16 acres. We want all 16 of it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, the second thing is concerns of if you put the road there, does it damage the trees? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, you read... Were you reading through the public comment documents i was reading through it mostly paying attention to their song lyrics but uh one of the good quotes from that was it seemed to me the trees were speaking to me saying we are doing our part are you wow yeah no i mean i don't want to i don't want to be on a different side from these people frankly like i want to protect nature i'm just not sure how we deal with it like how we I'm not sure I like that as a, a persuasive tactic, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I, this like appeal to my, I don't know, like some kind of softness. I, I like, I, I want to, I want to protect nature from an intellectual standpoint. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was, and I, I think the big contention was, it, it was essentially just, do they refer this to a June meeting, mm-hmm. which would put some of the, or some of the, um, funding the developers had in jeopardy right they're financing uh, that part i found interesting it was easier for me to focus on the financing uh was in danger so they were they're basically their project is counting on getting affordable uh 
uh, affordable housing credits. Yeah. And the actually as of the end of 2021, the census tract no longer qualifies for that. So they had to get a special extension. If they do not make it happen this year, that extension goes away mm-hmm. and the project goes away. So there is no like, oh, the developers are just whining. They could definitely do it later when we have more time to, you know, more 3 a.m. meetings to talk about this. It's like, no, it has to happen this year. And they have to be able to give in their proposal the number of units they're going to build. And in mm-hmm. order to know how many units they're going to build, they need to know if this road is going to be built where this road is going to be built just yeah. so they can plan around that. So that's the, the key thing. Right. Um, and, and yeah, and I think community members are concerned of what happens to the trees in the affected area. Mm-hmm. And the city, this, this is one of those things where I'm, I'm not an expert on this area. Yeah. But the city seemed confident the trees would be fine, but some of the community members thought the trees would be destroyed. And that's always where... Hmm. How do, how do we debate that then? I don't know. <laughs> if you don't... <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you don't agree on the the premise of the person you're arguing with. Yeah, Yeah, because I think the concern was, well, if the road goes in, maybe that affects the water underneath the trees, and so the trees would die due to lack of water or something. Maybe it could, yeah. Um, I don't agree. I'm not an expert on that either. But how do we prove it won't? Do we find other places where this has happened? We we build no road. (laughs) Build no new roads. Read my lips. No new roads. Let me tell you that. Right, zip lines everywhere, zip lines, vertical takeoff and landing Ubers. That is actually a thing, apparently, that they're working on. I've I've heard of that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how the pricing for that works. Anyway, um, yes. So there was quite a bit of debate here. Does not sound like they have a lot of common ground for discussion, which is going to be a problem there. Yeah, I think. Um... They, they ended up, did, they referred it to the May meeting, which the developer, mm-hmm. they said, we have enough wiggle room if we do this in April, May would be tight. Yeah. And they were like, so it's May. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're saying there's a chance. May I is. heard May. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something else that came out of this, apparently, so they, the staffer was saying something about they, like that day or the day before they got a certified protest position or protest petition. And that was enough to delay it already, mm-hmm. I think. So the delay was happening either way, which is a little crazy to me that it's that straightforward to do that. I guess that's good if there was something genu- genuinely nefarious going on. Yeah, it, it also does show the neighborhood is probably pretty well organized for this. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be able to, well, I mean, they had a lot of public comment, but then also to be able to yeah. get one of those petitions. All the public comments also had the same they all started with the same two paragraphs. So they had probably a template and we're like, everybody who cares, email in, here's your template to start from. And then add your own comments at the bottom. Like I noticed that the phrasing was exactly the same. Did you see the picture? Uh, I don't remember the picture part. There was like a child drawing of trees and people playing in a park. It was actually quite nice. That's good. Yeah. They should submit more of those. There wasn't really any context to it. It was just the picture. Yeah. Uh, I would love for like a staffer on the city staff to get skilled at like pretending to be a child artist and drawing like could we get like uh like how they do the courtroom drawings yeah. we could get like child drawings of major events in common council history propose it on the arts commission ben i could <laughs> i will so i'm going to be applying for one of the vacancy on the arts commission and then propose that as a project yes 
which is actually stealing job from a real child, which is kind of a problem. If I have a, a you know a fully grown artist pretend to be a child that way. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this, well, this I, looks a little too realistic. Can we add a little finger painting here? <laughs> yeah. Could you drool on this a bit and step on it like once? Yep. Uh. Well. Yeah, so sounds like more to come on that in the May meeting. Yeah, the, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see what they do in May on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next topic that went for quite a while, because we had a lot of different angles to this conversation, but it amounted to several different items all related to establishing roadway cafes. So this is a permanent version of the streetery program that we were all familiar with from COVID, where the cafes could kind of come out onto the sidewalk and um some of the streets around the Capitol, like into the street itself and take up some of that street parking on a more permanent basis, especially when the weather's nice. Yeah. I think that'll be, I, I'm a fan of the streeteries. They're a great summer thing. Same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but we, there were several concerns that came up. So yeah. Any that stood out to you, Sam? Uh, I feel like someone just had a bad experience with a hand amphibian or something. <laughs> I think it was Alder Benford. He asked a lot of pointed questions about which types of instruments would be. Yeah. And I wanted to live in the world where he's actually like planning to get a band. Cause he was like, so would amplified sound be allowed? And they're like, no, no, no. What about a drum set? And <laughs> what about this? And he just kept like asking about it. Uh, and I wanted to live in a world where he's just like planning his, his band to book events. Yeah, the Hanfibians are a percussion group in Madison, for context. They do Brazilian-style yeah. music. I, I think I used to live next to that one of the members of the band, because we always hear Hanfibian-style music. Oh, yeah. I know a partner of a Hanfibian person. Oh, so, really? Yeah. I've seen some of the shows, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm just now imagining someone having a Hanfibian as their street eatery. <laughs> right, yeah. And Alder Benford's like, Curse those handphibians. Those handphibians, yeah. Uh, which would not be amplified now, noise, but it'd be very, very loud. Yeah. yeah. And as, a, as the staffer pointed out, like, well, we can't even really say, like, you can't do drums because a bass or a tambourine or anything could really have similar resonance to it, mm -hmm. to the drum. So it'd more be, it'd be easier to ban music entirely from the streeteries, which would be uh, very sad, I think. Yeah, there's just a lot of concern about noise. Um, one of the elders pointed out that it's really no different than if you had a parking lot and you just had abandoned your parking lot. Oh yeah. So yeah. I thought that was a good point. You know, there's all this concern about noise. Um, but really if you have a parking lot, it's the exact same, like you could do all of this and like the same city ordinances would apply to you. Like you can't have excessive noise. Right. And it, it has to be done by 9 PM, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe people need to stay up past nine. Find some, find a TV show, like figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. This, it, it brought back memories of, did you ever have like anything that had a quiet time? I'm trying to think of like in school or yeah. Or like a summer camp or something like that. In the boy Scouts, we would have quiet hours sometimes. And we, we did a sleepover on a, uh, an aircraft carrier a couple times and they were very forceful about their quiet hours. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of made me think of our, our restaurant's going to start doing that. You know, it's 9 mm -hmm. p.m. The crowd's asking for an encore. You know, it's like, hey, quiet, everyone, quiet. Oh, yeah. It's nine. Let's all be respectful. Okay. So, 
Yeah. That is... Yeah, I, I don't know quite what to do with that. I lived above a bar for a period of time, as I think I mentioned before. You just kind of learn to deal with it. And the bar itself is already noisy. You got news for people. Like, if you... These places would be bars or restaurants extending out, and then if they have music there. But there probably was already some noise to it, so... Mm-hmm. And I know in, um, like... What, in like Wanakee, there's places that have outdoor patios that do music all the time, but they're in more commercial areas. So it kind of is solved already. It's There's not people trying to live right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure if that'll actually be as much of a problem. It did not, I think a staffer quoted that they've only like addressed complaints with that a handful of times. Yeah. It, it seemed overall a lot of fear about Ganon issue. Yeah. So something that might actually be an issue, or it sounded like it was at least for somebody, was this lateral expansion idea for some of the storefronts, basically. So this idea that not only do you have the sidewalk area right in front of your, we'll say, coffee shop, but you could laterally expand to the left and right, assuming you have written permission from the tenants and owners mm-hmm. for those areas. That would be, that's that's what they're proposing now. I think they were not very good about the phrasing of that with the original policy, and some people got kind of ripped off from that. Yeah, I couldn't find... I, I tried to find what restaurant the guy owned, but one of the callers called in and said yeah. someone essentially took his tenant storefront, and so his ten, that's how I understood it, and so his tenant couldn't open their own street, and they ended up going out of business, he said. That sounds right. Like, they... They kind of expanded and made it. They weren't. Sh- they were not sharing. They were not applying their kindergarten skills very well and weren't sharing the street front with the other tenant. And they went out of business, which I don't think there were any other economic destabilizing events going on at the same time as this, right? So who knows whether that was exactly why they went out of business? But that that was what they were thinking of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the uh, be a good neighbor did not apply. <laughs> they did not. They were not good neighbors. Uh, I think that's they should build that into this policy too. Like, don't be crappy to each other. Um, uh, or like, uh, I would love to see more public shaming enforcement mechanisms where you could just like take a picture and people would just downvote you for being a jerk. Like, <laughs> hey, look at this coffee shop that expanded out in front of my flower shop. They're jerks. And then everybody like agrees and validates you. Gives you the thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, uh, it's like like gladiator. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, get uh, emperor uh, Commodus to weigh in on that for us. Yeah, that's I can only remember that one because it sounds like a commode. But yeah, um, well. Uh, let's see. What else were the concerns? So there's complexity around the farmer's market. All right. So, uh, yeah, just trying to make sure that we weren't, I don't know, uh, biting off our nose to spite our face when it comes to the farmer's market there, or just not preventing the farmer's market from functioning correctly just because we have streeteries, I guess. Mm. So that seems fine. Also, snow plowing and people like chaining things to trees. So I don't know who that would have been. Was that like that that street near Merchant and Marigold Cafe? Is that where they were doing that? Luce, uh, is that Lucille? What were they were they chaining like 
tents or something? Like, I think like chaining their tables. Cause that was, that was another concern storage of these items because oh, yeah. the general rule is if you have something on a sidewalk, you need to move it into your establishment and then you move it out at four or 5 AM. It's like part of your opening process um, for your restaurant, whatever. But apparently somebody was chaining it to trees. Hmm. I don't know. Seems like don't do that, I guess. Yeah, I can see why you would do it. Just I'm mm-hmm. tired of lugging this back in. Just right, yeah. I'll leave it out. It's weatherproof. So yeah, that's that's another part of the roadway cafe policy that's being debated. We will link in our description to a summary of that, so you're not having to dig through a lot of info for all this. It'll just summarize the pieces of that policy, so you'll understand how that's going to work, and maybe look around in your own neighborhood and be able to tell where that would make a lot of sense for some of the restaurants, bars, coffee shops near you. All right. The last item we're going to talk about today, there was a vote on it, but the vote is mainly will allow staff to start working on it. But the Vision Zero plan, what is the Vision Zero plan, Sam? Um, my understanding is the Vision Zero plan is it's a nationwide initiative adopted by various cities mm-hmm. to try to get traffic fatalities down to zero. Um, yeah. And so it's a goal. Um, some of the things that we've done already as a city are lowering the speed limit in certain areas. Okay. So some neighborhoods had their speed limit lowered to 15 miles per hour, which wow seemed slow to me. But so you have bikers like ringing their bell at you, like "Get off the road, <laughs> Grandpa!" Like, yeah. Uh, but I think also some of the South Park Street speed limit reductions are in this initiative, and then uh-huh. um, some additional crosswalks and high pedestrian traffic areas part of this initiative. Okay. Uh, the big focus is. East Washington, just because that's where we get the most fatalities. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, but they mentioned trying to be proactive in other areas, but mm-hmm. really East Washington is the big. Right. The big they're, one. They're, we're not wanting to like call them out, but but really East Washington, watch out. Like, <laughs> not good. Yeah. I, I'm looking at their summary. So there's, we'll link to that as well. Just an action plan, basically. So it's not a formal plan of, Here's the city where this stoplight or, you know, we can only hope more roundabouts go in. Uh, but it's it's more of just the philosophy and the principles that they want to follow. But I think those are very interesting. So some of them are they want to recognize that deaths are preventable because some of the barriers to this are that people take that attitude that, well, you know, you're going to have some people die in a fiery inferno and have their bodies be mangled. Of course you are. And instead, we're going to take the perspective that, hey, let's deal with some inconvenience and prevent that from happening, right? Uh, Or get to our destination a little bit slower and prevent people from dying. That seems important. We're going to move away from individual responsibility and integrate human failure. So this idea that, you know, you're not just retroactively punishing people for like, whoa, you really screwed up there for that split second of attention that was lost or that thing that came at you too quickly or whatever and make it so that no matter how much humans screw up they can't screw up in ways that kill people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're going to focus on severe crashes i think that lines up with the east wash focus uh where people are driving very recklessly uh and they're going to be driven by data i'm very interested in that i know you would be too (laughs) to see what kind of data they're going to be using to drive those priorities 
Uh, and then they're going to emphasize community engagement and social equity. So making sure that we're not creating a system where we're, hey, we like reduced all the deaths in this, we'll say like area that has a lot of white people or a lot of affluent people or whatever. We're going to be making sure that this is done in a way that benefits everyone in the city. And that feels really important. And they're going to limit the role of traffic enforcement and safety. So not just make it like, oh, we'll put police on every corner and call it good, <laughs> uh, which I like a lot. Uh, yeah. Any Anything else you wanted to say about Vision Zero, Sam? I, you know, it seems like something that's been adopted by quite a few cities around mm-hmm. the U.S. Yeah. But keeps coming up. Right. And there was some... Uh, messaging about some cities being successful with this? I, well, I, this this goes very much into the non-Vision Zero policy, but they said some cities have gotten down to zero. That's cool. Uh, but yeah. I've been questioning, like, how large are those cities? Yeah, that's that's true. And we should be, you know, always normalizing our, our uh, expected outcomes based on our size, right? Yeah, <laughs> and. But... The complexity of what's going on for us. We have some other challenges uh, with snow and weather and things like that. Um, uh, we've, I mean, we frankly need to work on drunk driving. I yeah. Would say like it's it's just a cultural tolerated thing here. Yeah, that's been. I mean, we're in Ben and I. Yeah. Neither of us grew up in Wisconsin, but that is. Yeah. It's a, a little bit of a culture shock for sure coming here. Yeah. And, and that's, again, going back to the human failure, not just like wagging the finger at somebody when they do it, but make it so easy to not do it. I think there are some, I don't know if I'm telling a story here, but I thought there were some cab companies that would help you out there. Like if you called a certain number and were saying like, hey, I actually know I can't drive right now. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some programs like that. So I'm just spreading rumors at the moment, but if I can find evidence of that or a link for people, I will add that to the description. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, we are probably pretty close to time here. Sam, anything you wanted to close out with? Remind everyone about threaten people. Any any people you want to threaten out there? Who are yeah? Who on my list of enemies today? Will we know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's I, homework for next time. Come up with a list of enemies. Use this platform to to intimidate them and bully them into silence and keep them up till three a.m. and then have them vote successively yes, on things. Yes, 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 yes. Excellent. Well, uh, that is about all the time we have for today. This has been Uncommon Council. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Seidensticker. And the other host, Sam West. And have a good night.